What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Blooming Out the Concrete Jungle, where we highlight the success stories of LA residents who decided to pursue their passions as careers. I'm your host, Taj Robles. Many times, people are confused or conflicted on which direction they should take their life. But when you find that your path aligns you to help others, then the reward is in the work itself. My guest today is Yvonne Sandoval, one of our very own Pierce College counselors and former student. So Yvonne, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. All right, so let's just dive right into it. So Ms. Sandoval, tell me, when did you decide that becoming a counselor was a career path you wanted to pursue? Yeah, so after I transferred from Pierce College, I got actually got a position here um, on campus as it used to be formally known as CGCA, Career Guidance Counselor's Assistant. It's now, it now is called UPI, um, which is Unclassified Personnel um, Intern. And so when I was a CGCA, I got to get hands-on experience as to um, what it was like to work with students um, who were pursuing their studies at a community college. Um, and I got to see the day-to-day -day of what counselors got to do. Um, although I didn't have a full understanding, luckily I did get to shadow a few counselors and see what that work looked like. And so being a CGCA really um, allowed me to explore my option in this industry. And then from there, I was able to connect with counselors to see, okay, what's my next step to actually be able to have the job of a counselor. So I think really being here on campus and being immersed into, into you know, working with students is what helped me. So would you say like, was there a specific um, part of that like process that like clicked for you? You know how sometimes people mm -hmm. will be like, like they see something or they do something and they're like, oh wait, like this is something I really enjoy. This is something I really love. Like this is why I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I remember telling my mom that I wanted a different job because at that point I still worked at a restaurant and I was like, mom, I really just want a job where it feels like, you you know, you hear the traditional, like it doesn't feel like you're working. Um, and so I had been talking to her about it for a while. And when EOPS reached out to me about this new role that they were starting, um, I was super excited. I didn't really know what it entailed. Um, but I think that after getting my training and after a semester, that's truly how it felt. I know that this sounds um, like cliche. Know, yeah, <laughs> cliche. Um, but it, it honestly did not feel like I was going into work. I was happy after every because at that point we were meeting with students, you know, and providing them with resources, not the counseling side, but just um, checking in. And so I think when I felt that, I was like, okay, I think I've found what I want to do. Um, and so, yeah, I think it was those moments where I would go home and talk to her and, you know, she'd always hear how excited I was um, about my new role. And so I think that's really what, what caused or, you know, um, connected me to, to this field and to feeling that this is something that I wanted to do. Okay. So seeing that like you felt like it was basically natural for you to be here you know i mean a restaurant industry in itself is obviously like draining <laughs> you know I, I feel like most people listening have either had like a retail or a restaurant yeah, job customer so, service. <laughs> so i didn't think customer service is stressful but i mean i guess you could look at it as this is customer service but with a more <laughs> rewarding aspect <laughs> in terms of like students so what would you say what is the most rewarding part about being a counselor I think graduation, we actually had our end of the year ceremony um, last Friday where we got to give our graduating EOPS students their EOPS tassels. 
Um, so as you may or may not know, for those listening, EOPS stands for Extended Opportunity Programs and Services. So it's the program that I work here, uh, work for on campus. Um, and so a lot of our students um, are first gen, they may be parents, um, you know, English might be their second language. And so, you know, getting to connect with them at graduation and getting to celebrate and honor them is truly rewarding. Um, you know, hearing from students as to what schools are going to go to next. Um, and so that was the end of the year celebration and then graduation's coming up, um, you know, in a couple of weeks. And so, you know, just kind of seeing students in terms of their next steps um, is truly rewarding. And I think also hearing students when they solidify, you know, either career goals where they get that internship where they get that job, you know, after we, you know, take, do that research together, we take time to, you know, um, make edits to their resume, whatever it is. I think those little milestones in people's lives and when they, they let me know and I can celebrate them is truly the best part and rewarding for me. So when people do, let's say some of your former students do go out into like their career fields, have you had anybody come back and just uh, come visit you or tell you like how much of an impact you made in their lives and stuff? So I have had a few students transfer on, then uh, a few get jobs. Um, I'm still pretty new to the counseling, and so I haven't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not at the five-year mark just yet. Where you know I've seen someone go through the whole like they transferred, they graduated, they got their job. Uh, but when they do, you know, tell me about. I have I've had a few students graduate from the community college and go straight into the workforce. I have had a few tell me, oh, I've started my job. I mean, we've had a few with like child development and, you know, they get the job that they wanted and let's say a Head Start or preschool. Um, but the full four years, I'm still waiting to celebrate that. Um, but I always encourage students to keep connected because even if it's a couple years from now, I'm always happy to be a resource or, you know, write those letters of recommendation. And so when students start um, within our program, I think that's one of the awesome things about our program is that we get to meet consistently with our students. Um, I let them know that, that, you know, they're always welcome back. Um, I've, ha I've had some students, you know, take a small break and then come back. That's also rewarding because I'm like, yeah, you're here, you know, maybe yeah, you have like to get disappear. <laughs> yeah, maybe a semester or two, but you're yeah. back and like, now let's make it work. Right. And yeah. so um, I'm definitely looking forward to to those long term, you know, emails from students and them like just checking years back now, in. Yeah. Time things, yeah. Exactly. That's awesome. So do you feel like you you ever felt like an outsider, like jumping into this type of career field? Because um, I think you had mentioned that you were a first gen student as yeah. well, right? Yeah. So my mom and dad moved here when they were, when well, I wasn't born yet, but um, when my brother was, um, or they were pregnant, they were going to expect my brother, sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, so they moved here very young. Um, they were 19 and 20. Um, and so English was their second language. So they had to learn English, but they actually moved um, here in Canova Park. Um, my dad to this day is a gardener. My mom... Um, works as a CNA and she used to actually clean houses in the area. I remember going with her. Um, and so I wouldn't say an outsider um, per se, because as you can, as you know, I've been part of the community, right? That yeah. Pierce College serves. I think more so the imposter syndrome mm. in terms of like, can I see myself as that faculty member, right? When I was going for the job, I was like, 
whoa, like now I, I get to be in the same room with people who are my professors and made an impact in my life, right? And so, you know, I still get a little starstruck when I see them <laughs> around campus. You're um, like, I'm not a student anymore. I'm one of young. But I think, you know, just being a first-generation Latina, um, it definitely took a little bit for me to be like, okay, you know, I... I know what I'm talking about in terms of these <laughs> classes, right? Or, you know, I have colleagues who I could always connect with, um, but not an outsider. I think more so just um, rising to the occasion and seeing myself as someone, a part of this community, right? And now that I'm officially back at Peers, I, I get to continue that. And I want to continue to foster those relationships with my now colleagues, <laughs> former yeah. professors. So. Um, yeah, I'm excited about, I'm going to, it's going to be my one year this summer. So oh, barely a year. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. It feels like, I mean, the way you speak, you know, the way you carry yourself, it feels like you've been here like a couple years, <laughs> if I'm being honest, you know? Um, but I mean, in terms of like the imposter syndrome, like the other people that I've had the pleasure of having on my, uh, talk show podcast, uh, they've felt similar. So I feel like that's kind of a reoccurring theme when it comes to like education in general, it's it's that idea that like are we good enough you know like we've but I feel like you are even though I'm not supposed to give my opinion <laughs> but I feel like yes because you're since you've already basically gone through the steps that like the students you're serving now are going through like it makes it easier for you to connect uh, with them on a more personal level you know because I'm pretty sure you've got students who feel like oh like I can't do this or like you know, I want to give up, but then you can like put in your personal opinion and be like, oh, I was in your same shoes. Like, don't worry. Like, I know what you're feeling. I know what you're going through. And I think with counseling, I mean, uh, building those personal relationships, obviously still keeping things professional is kind of like one of the things uh, that is different with the EOPS in general, because how you said you, you guys keep coming back or you have your students keep coming back because it's mandatory. <laughs> uh, but I'm pretty sure, I mean, you know, you have a few that keep coming back too much. <laughs> no, not at all. Not too much. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think like imposter syndrome can happen anywhere. But the advice that somebody else on my podcast had uh, said is like, you work that I want to reiterate because I think it's important is, uh, you know, you work just as hard as these other people to be in the same position. So why and like somebody be like, oh, I didn't have the same resources, but then you should see that as like, like an extra like ego boost in a sense, you know, like, oh, I didn't have the same resources, but like, we're still in the same position. We're still in the same place. So I think, uh, you know, just be proud of like, as far, how far we've come as like individuals and in our career fields. Thank you. And you know what that's actually super exciting is where we're meeting today was actually my counselor's office. Shout oh. out Liz, she retired now, Dr. Struther. Yeah, um, shout out. I never met you, but shout out. <laughs> I'm sending this to her when it comes out. Um, but yeah, so like the seat that you're in today was actually a seat that I was in, quite literally. So uh, that's always amazing to me when I get to think about that. I'm like, wow. Like, And I tell that to students sometimes when I feel like they are kind of feeling similar feelings of like, do I belong in college? And I'm like, listen, you see this right here, this office right here, <laughs> I was here too. So any question goes and, you know, just letting them know that any step of the way they can check in and let me know if they have questions because I probably had the same ones and, you know, normalizing the questions. No, yeah, of course. So what would you <clears throat> say is, I guess, one of the most difficult experiences you've had? I mean, you've like, you're barely a year into it, but still, I mean, 
you know, difficulties come with any type of career field, but as a counselor, what would you say would be the most difficult part? Um, I think right now, of course, the basic needs part, um, I started online, right? And so I did see a lot of our students, um, the connection part, right? Where it opened some opportunities for some because now they were able to attend online, uh, but just access, right? And having them feel comfortable with now fully online classes yeah. or connecting with people online. So that was one. Um, so but slowly but surely, you know, we're happy to um, being able to mend some of those uh, fears for some students who were afraid of the fully online. Um, and then back to the basic needs, you know, price, pricing in terms of housing right now in the area is very expensive. And so um, the difficult part is where, you know, well, one, golly, we, we can connect students to the Brahma Bodega um, and, you know, various resources on campus. Everyone is always, you know, um, happy to jump on and, and help us connect students. But I think just basic needs, because one thing that I worry about is, you know, how can we expect you to show up as a student if you're, you know, you're afraid that maybe next week you won't have housing, you know, or uh, currently going through a housing issue. And so I think um, those are just some worries that we think about as counselors, right? Like, let's say something were to happen, you know, does the student know where they can go for additional resources? And I think sometimes it's also having students open up because unless they share, we don't really know what's happening, right? And so just kind of working on those relationships where they feel comfortable enough to be like, hey, I might need some support in this area. So it's a balance, but you know, I'm definitely, um, I feel like I've been welcomed by the community here in EOPS and on the campus overall. And so um, just really, really focusing on fostering and continue to foster those collaboration and communications with students and um, the various departments and offices on campus. So you were talking about resources. What would or how can somebody listening that is interested, let's say, in EOPS that's never heard of it, um, mm -hmm. like reach out to you or just uh, the program in general? Yeah. So one thing that I always tell students is apply because there are requirements that you need to meet to be a part of our program. Um, but if you go to lapc.edu and then go to the student services uh, page, it should be there. Extended Opportunities Program and Services, EOPS. Um, and then on that page, it'll be our application. So we will be taking applications uh, for summer and fall. Um, and so there are certain requirements that you uh, have to meet to be eligible, but we don't expect you to know that. We just expect you to, if you can, please fill out the application. It takes like a minute or so. Yeah, like just apply. Yeah, just That's apply. Amazing. We'll do the, the back end of things <laughs> to make sure that we check your qualifications. Um, and then from there, we'll contact students who are eligible uh, because we're state funded. So that's why there's eligibility mm -hmm. requirements. And then we'll contact the students who are eligible. Um, we'll complete the orientation and we'll have you join our program. We're super excited to always have new students and um, I don't let the I'm not sure if I'm eligible be the reason why you don't apply. So please do. And, and we're located on the second floor of the student services building. Um, and so you can always stop by and we can help you apply here as well. We'll be open in the summer um, and fall. So please come by. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, being a counselor, obviously a community college, I feel it's a lot more diverse um, in general. How do you deal with like the various people from different backgrounds? You know, obviously, obviously there's people who are first generation um, 
from different types of like cultures mm-hmm. and stuff. So have you ever had like a difficulty with the barrier, like uh, trying to relate to people from different backgrounds or, uh, you know, just in general, like how, how do you handle that as a counselor trying to, how you say, mend that connection? Well, I think it kind of goes back to the whole, we get to connect with students as in the journey here in EOPS. So I think, you know, we definitely want to make sure that they have an education plan on file, but then connecting like, you know, what are your goals? What are your motivation? Why are you here? Because oftentimes, even if we come from different backgrounds, the reasoning or the... Like the end goal is the same. Yeah, the end goal is the same, right? And so just taking the time to hear someone's story or, you know, um, remember the little details matters. And so you're right, we do see a lot of students on the day-to-day and it's, it's hard to... Um, remember every single detail, but if if I do get the chance to, I'll be like, oh, hey, how's your mom? Or you mentioned you were going to go visit her this summer, right? How was going back? I have a few students who are from Iran, right? Like, how was that? I know it's a long flight. Tell me about that. You know, I'm just kind of having that conversation um, in terms of what does that look like for you? And then we do end up connecting in terms of like, oh, English was also my second language, although mine was when I was a kid, you know, we still have that same identity factor right or i'm pretty sure even as students like they appreciate that you like as a counselor you take the effort because you know there's like just how there's like good teachers and bad teachers i'm pretty sure there's good counselors and there's bad counselors um but i mean in general like obviously the way our our listeners can't see you but you know you're very enthusiastic about your position your job you know um from what like I've read about you and like heard about you, like everybody's has said like good positive things. So, I mean, I I think you're doing a great job. You know, I'm pretty sure others would agree. <laughs> um, so it's just like you know keep like that going. And um, in terms of that, like, have you you know you're about to have a year in, you're about to wrap up a first year. Have you second guessed your decision going into counseling? Not at all. I think I didn't understand fully what I was getting into in terms of counseling more so in terms of like um policies right on the on our end in terms of requirements and in terms of you know what does it take to transfer to UC versus CSU versus you know um, a nursing program things are ever changing um but I think just being that person especially like I mentioned like I keep going back to EOPS but that's just the experience that I have right in terms of the population that I meet with here on campus and just being like, okay, we don't have the answer, but let's figure it out together, right? Um, because that does happen from time to time, right? And so um, I think I didn't fully understand what, you know, that so much information that comes in on the day-to-day and, and so much changing, especially with COVID when I started, you know, po- protocol was changing every other day, right? Yeah. So um, you jumped into it right at like the, would you say the end of COVID, start of COVID or? Um, the start of COVID. I graduated oh, really? from my master's in 2020. Yeah. Ooh, so, okay, so that's why you were really online then. <laughs> yeah, I graduated. Like, you didn't have a choice. Yeah, I graduated in May. <laughs> and then as you know, we went into, um, online learning as of March, right? So it was a couple months in. Um, And so I think that was um, one of the biggest things for me, right? In terms of the changes, but now I've learned that changes are always going to be happening. And so how can I show up best for my students, which is okay, let's look at that together, right? Because I have students who are applying to 
five different schools with three different majors and that's okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, we just want to make sure that we are um, looking at what the best options for, for students are, right? And what that looks like and making sure that they're understanding every step of the way. And if they don't, you know, taking the time to, to make sure that we eventually get there together. And if they change their mind tomorrow, okay, let's go ahead and, and look at the new goal, right? And so um, I don't, I, I absolutely love my job. I really do. I, I love working with our amazing students. And Pierce has, oh my gosh, all all the best <laughs> students, I will say. Um, There's not a little biased, you know? <laughs> <laughs> not because I went here or anything. <laughs> right? Oh, man. Okay, so, I mean, obviously, like, you love what you do. What would be your advice to anyone who aspires to become a counselor? You know, whether it's either, like, college level, like you're mm-hmm. doing, or maybe, you know, high school level or like just in general yeah I mean kind of taking it back to how I started right if there's any way where um you can potentially try to get a job on campus whether that be you become a tutor or um, a peer mentor or um, a student worker in the front office somewhere you know I think or kind of I mean this isn't an interview but you know (laughs) sitting down and interviewing someone who has the dream job or who has a job similar to what you see yourself doing. Um, Because I think it's one thing to kind of, you know, understand, you know, see it from one meeting versus like if they tell you, this is what my day-to-day looks like, you know? And I would say that advice, even not just for people who want to go into counseling, but people who want to go into multiple different fields, right? Getting an understanding as to what that looks like. Um, I know a lot of students who message people on LinkedIn and try to, you know, can I invite you to coffee for an informational interview? Um, And so I definitely think that that would be a good start, Um, getting a job on campus and and, uh, seeing if you want, or, you know, like I said, or an interview um, and see, understanding more of what the day-to-day looks like. Because for me, um, I'm, you know, look back to back from morning to afternoon. And so it is, you know, you know, back to back to back appointments. And um, that was something that may have looked a little bit different in terms of like, I used to want to teach, mm-hmm. right? And so the teaching part, and then this, I've, I've had taught um, counseling courses, that's back to back in a different way, yeah. right? It's like back to back, you have one class, you teach the lesson, and then you can move on to the next one, and you know, but this one's like every 30 minutes. So it's just kind of, okay. cha- you know, the day-to-day changes depending <laughs> on the role that I have. Yeah. And so I think that would be important for a student to understand, like, what does that look like? Yeah. Because, so, I mean, yeah, you know, one student can, like, we just want to talk about, like, just schools and then you might have another one that's maybe having a breakdown you know and try to figure out like which colleges they do want to go to and um, mm-hmm. yeah so emotionally how would you say you handle like um aside from like uh, how do I phrase this like how do you take care of yourself you know when you deal with so much uh, every 30 minutes you know like <laughs> uh how do you like what would be your your self-care I guess uh advice to somebody that's let's say in this kind of career world or is thinking of going into this and like how do you stay grounded would you say yeah um I think one advice someone told me was you can't fill someone else's cup out of an empty cup right and so um I think I'm still learning right in terms of the self-care but you know I've learned that I really enjoy like for example spending time with my dog and walking him and so prioritizing those type of things in my life you know just kind of how I would prioritize 
I don't know, a doctor's appointment. Yeah. I think I also need to remember that the daily, uh, you know, walks or the daily, um, now I'm going to go and watch one Netflix show for the night, right? Like, yeah. those things are... So do, like, the things you like, basically, yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Exactly, so... It makes sense. All right, well, I mean, thank you, Yvonne, so much. You know, you've been a great guest um, on the show, on the podcast. Uh, is there any last piece of advice you have for our listeners today? I think if there's something that interests you or there's something that you've been curious about, pursue it. Um, because sometimes we're like, well, what if I don't like it, right? But what if you do like it? Or what if you, um, you know, are are that person who you reach out to is like, oh, by the way, like, this sounds like something you're interested. Do you know that we have an internship opportunity this summer? Yeah. I've definitely heard of students getting connected to different fields like that, where they just send that initial email, that initial connection, that initial question, right? And so um, one of my good friends also says, feel fear, but still move forward. Like, sit down with it, you know, be like, okay, I might be a little nervous, but I'm going to do it anyways, yeah. you know? And so um, definitely stand by that. And you never know what opportunity will open up. So exactly. thank you for having me. Oh, of course. Like, literally, the last thing you said just reminds me of one of my favorite... Uh rappers quotes that he said that his mom told him was like what if it turns out better than you can imagine exactly you know cause it's, <laughs> it's true it's like you never know like just basically uh, i feel like what you're saying in life is take that one step because you never know what could happen exactly but like i said again all right everybody listening um thank you so much for being here uh you know yvonne like i said thanks again for being here um and yeah so i'm taz robles for kbcradio.com i'll see you guys next week